Today's episode was originally recorded in August 2021. Hey everyone, this is uh, Tony with the OCPHA podcast and welcome to another episode. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Amanda Tran on her journey into her own career path today. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing? Morning, Dr. Tony Dow. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be able to talk about my experience and my journeys. Doing pretty great, actually. So school starts next week, so it'll be very exciting <laughs> for me to um, start fall semester. Awesome, awesome. So uh, kind of before we get started, can you just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Of course. So I guess starting back from the very beginning, um, I went to UC Irvine and I graduated in 2012 with a Bachelor's of Science in Biology. And during that time, I took two years off to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do patient, patient care because I was involved in Hogue and so many other organizations very focused on healthcare. And so I then applied for pharmacy school got accepted to UCSF and graduated in 2018. And then after graduation, I thought to myself, well, what do I want to do? And I think that really you know, took a lot of self-reflection, but I ended up doing two years of residencies focused in ambulatory care and in academia. My first one was at Santa Clara Valley Medical Center in San Jose. And my second year of residency was at the University of Washington in Seattle. And so that's pretty much my journey in terms of, you know, my education. And, you know, right now I am an assistant clinical professor at Keck Graduate Institute. And I am actually very happy that I am where I'm at right now. That's really awesome. So, so I think like, um, when you were at UCI, you said that you wanted to get into healthcare, and then you applied to pharmacy school. So I was just curious, like, was there a reason why it was pharmacy over the other ones? Or did you did you kind of dabble into the different ones and then found pharmacy in the end? Yeah, so actually, back in undergrad, I was very much pre-med. And, you know, I thought I wanted to do pre-med. And um, that's something, a dream that I've had since I was a child. But then going through the experiences and you know, having shadowed doctors and pharmacists and nurses at Hogue on, you know, my floors and my volunteer days, I realized that, you know, maybe being a medical doctor wasn't what I wanted to do. I actually took a lot of time to think about what are my interests and what are my passions. So when I was at UC Irvine, I was a LARC tutor, and I absolutely loved being a LARC tutor. And I knew I loved teaching, I loved mentoring, and I also loved organic chemistry. And so Thinking of the three things I really wanted to do, or at least, you know, academia and organic chemistry and the sciences and patient care, um, I thought about what field could I be a part of that would encompass all three aspects and allow me to grow in that passion and in that profession. And so that essentially narrowed it down to pharmacy. Um, But it took a lot of self-reflection and many trips to Disneyland to figure that out. Yeah, that, that's awesome that you were able to like, you know, identify that, um, to actually take time and then identify what you wanted to do. I think sometimes, uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen people jump into fields not knowing that, you know, that's something that they, they end up not liking because they didn't do the, the research before that. So it's really good that you're able to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, when you were in pharmacy school, like when you started pharmacy school and then when you left pharmacy school, like, did you change in terms of uh, what you thought you wanted to do? I think in the reality, a lot of 
a lot of students do change their minds about what they wanted to do. But I feel like I was so set in what I liked and what I like, I already knew what I liked and what I didn't like. However, you know, like knowing that I was very flexible during my four years in pharmacy school. And, you know, I, I ebbed and waned in like what I liked and I pretty much, you know, like being open, right? Because things can change. And going in, I knew I liked outpatient care. So that was pretty much ambulatory care. Um, from my experiences um, as a recuperative care volunteer at UC Irvine. And that was all the experience I wanted. And then I had very similar experiences in outpatient and ambulatory care as a pharmacy student. Albert, during my rotations, I actually really loved nutrition. And there was a really high chance of me doing TPN upon graduation. Um, but I think my ambulatory care rotations really, you know, pretty much made me very solid in my decision to do ambulatory care. Um, then I also taught, um, I guess lectured for physiology as a P3 student, and that also solidified my passion for teaching as well. So at the end of the day, I was open to a lot of things, but I still ended up following what my true passions were, and that was where I'm at. That's awesome. So, so I, I know that you said you did residency programs, you did PGY1 and PGY2. So the PGY2 typically is, you know, more focused and PGY1 is a little bit more general. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious about like how your process was because you, you knew you wanted to do something of ambulatory care, but how did you kind of like take that leap? Because you had to do that PGY1 as well, where it's a little bit more general, right? Yeah. So Surprisingly, for PGY1, there are some programs that can actually be very specific. And so I, you know, if you think about ambulatory care, the first thing you think about, well, at least for me, is Kaiser. Kaiser is huge on ambulatory care, and they make amazing ambulatory care pharmacists. So I applied to Kaiser programs, but even then, Kaiser PGY1s are actually very general and broad as well. Um, But then I looked into other programs and Santa Clara Valley Medical Center um, has a very specific niche, or at least for their PGY1, and that was really focused on academia. And luckily for me, at that program, you can focus your residency more in the like acute care setting or in the ambulatory care setting. So for my first year, I was actually able to have a very specific um, year where all of my ambulatory care rotations were on the forefront of my first half. And then I had a lot of teaching experience at Toro University during that year as well. Oh, that's awesome. So it's kind of like, um, uh, I, I know some of the PGY1 programs, they have like um, electives, right? In addition to electives, you were also able to like tailor it? Yeah, I can. I, yeah, so we can definitely tailor it. Um, I think depending on whether like which program you chose, either the acute care focus or the ambulatory care focus, you could have more elective rotations in that specific field. And so I think that was a really good experience for me. Um, and I think more so being a part of that program and knowing that I probably wanted to teach. So if you want to teach, it's probably ideal to have a PGY2. Um, it's it's quite harder to go into academia with just a PGY1. And so by having my AMCARE rotations in the beginning, it provided me um, a solid experience to apply for a PGY2. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that does. And I, I did have a question too, because you didn't do your PGY one and two uh, at the same place. Uh, I know that one year of experience is it's kind of like, you know, what I hear a lot from residents is that you're get, getting used to it into the groove of it, and then you're done with your year. 
mm-hmm. then you move on to either start working or another place for PGY2. So how was that transition for you? Yeah, so to be honest, um, because one program was in California and one program was in Washington, it was very interesting to see the scope of practice of a pharmacist in two different states. So I think that in itself was very mind-opening. Um, and in Washington, I felt like compared to my so compared to my first program, the UW had so much more opportunities for pharmacists to really be a clinical pharmacist. And that was amazing in itself. Of course, there was a learning curve, right? Going from a PGY1 where it was very broad and you had to learn a lot of different policies and so forth. And then going into something that was very focused in your field was definitely a shift in mindset as well. Um, I was able to actually take more time in learning more in depth what I needed to know for AmCare versus being able to understand and know everything as a PGY1. Um, so that was a different mind sh- mindset shift as well. Um, and I think, you know, there's always a learning curve, whether you do a PGY1 or a PGY2, but you, you do that, you learn that very quickly with the first couple months seems like a whirlwind and it's overwhelming, but you'll get used to the pace and you'll get used to your schedule and things just get much more smooth. I see. So, so for your PGY2, you know, aside from just being focused on AmCare, was it structured in a similar way in terms of like electives and certain weeks or did those kind of like change like the length of your time in each kind of uh, area? So I think that depends on the PGY2. I know for UW, um, our main clinic, which is our family medicine clinic or our adult medicine clinic, was longitudinal, meaning that that was for the whole year. And then we also had elective programs. And that was about each, each, I guess, new rotation or each elective program was three months. So I was able to choose more or less like, you know, being part of a cardiology clinic where it was like heart failure. So that was three months. And then there was like the kidney and liver clinic. And then there was another like world population or, you know, population health clinic. And so um, there was a lot more things I learned and had exposure to, you know, as a PGY2 with electives and with a longitudinal experience. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So then after you did all of that, and then you were able to um, start your role over at Keck Graduate Institute, um, right now, in addition to teaching, are you also at a clinical site? Well, I will be starting at a clinical site quite soon. So, you know, as when I started Keck Graduate Institute or KGI, um, I was ha- work in the process of establishing clinical sites. So I will be starting next month um, in a family medicine clinic, which is very similar to what I did as a PGY2. So I'm very excited for that. Okay, that's, that's really cool. So, so then in terms of your teaching, like, what are you like, what is your role at uh, KGI right now? So at the moment, I will be coordinating the nephrology course for our second year students. Um, KGI recently changed our pretty much our curriculum. And so now it's going to be more of like a, a hybrid model where students will be able to learn like the PK, the PCAL, um, and like the BPS behind it, in addition to learning therapeutics at the same time. So I think the change in our curriculum it will make a big difference. Um, and then I also teach, you know, here and there in other classes, but mainly just the nephrology course for now. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, so going back to kind of your experience too, like how did your experience in PGY1, PGY2 kind of like inform you and get you prepared to be in this teaching position at KGI? You know, a lot of it really is coming from like understanding the workload in academia. So um, for those who don't know, academia is pretty much like the 
the trifecta in a sense, where we'll be teaching. Um, we also do clinical work and we do research, right? And so I think having been able to have mentors in my PGY one year and my PGY two year, it helped me understand what I would be experiencing in the future. Um, in addition, I had a lot of time and opportunities to provide lectures to the students. So making the lectures, looking through the guidelines and creating that material was very helpful. Um, it was like hands-on experience on what I would be having to do. Um, in addition, like in my PGY2 year, I was able to like listen in on some um, committee meetings. And so as, you know, as a professor or in academia, we have to provide service to our school. And so I think being in that meeting made me understand you know, what's the purpose of, you know, us working together and how, how can I, you know, in the future, when I'm in my future job, help the students learn and, you know, be better for my students. And so I think all of that really helped me be prepared for my current position. Awesome. And since you are kind of a newer grad, like you kind of know the, the journey a little bit more recently compared to like, um, you know, folks who graduated years and years ago. So, like, I guess what kind of things do you instill in your students or you aim to instill when you are teaching them uh, in your current role? Yeah. So I think, honestly, when I started pharmacy school, I remember the dean had said that the first couple of years is going to feel like a fire hydrant coming at you, right? Like all the information. And I'm sure many of you guys can um, relate to that as well. And so when I'm trying to like, in a sense, teaching my students or instilling certain things, it's one, right? It's continue to be passionate about what, you know, what you're doing. School is going to get very tiring um, and very stressful, but never lose sight of your why and your purpose. And I think that it's going to go a long way through your career and through your profession. And secondly, I really try to help the students learn how to think, you know, all of the information, all the facts and all the details, we can look that up. You know, it, it's all there. It's on our hands. You know, it's, in, it's on the Internet. But really learning how to think about the information, how to critically analyze the material will actually help you be able to be a better um, pharmacist in the future. Like, you know, and I think that's what I try to do for my students is not really having them rote memorized, but more understanding, understanding the why and being able to apply that for the future patients. That's that's really cool. That's awesome. Actually, that reminds me of like for me when I learn things, it's hard for me to retain unless I understand the the why behind it. Um, so it's really good that you're instilling that in your students. And um, kind of related to that is more specific to the ambulatory side and the academia side. If there are students out there, or there's also you know potentially pharmacists out there who may be looking for a career switch into academia or ambulatory care. Um, what kind of advice, you know, given your more recent journey into uh, this role, uh, what kind of advice do you uh, have for them? I guess we can start with like this, this if, if a student was wanting to go into academia or an ambulatory care is when you're in school, find those opportunities. Um, you know, if, it, if you want to do academia, find a time to or, you know, find a class that you can TA or provide a guest lecture to or that just you know, help out with the curriculum. Um, I think at UCSF, we had a curriculum committee with student representatives. So that's a, another way for you to be exposed to academia before going into it. And then on rotations is an excellent way to really have hands-on experience and to explore what you want to do. 
I know going into rotations, you know, most of your preceptors already have a like set schedule for you and set expectations, but most preceptors are very flexible and helping you gain experience in what you want to do. So if you have if you're in your AMCARE rotation and you want to do AMCARE, let your preceptor know and you guys can work out ways for you to gain more experience than what most students will gain on that rotation. You know, being more independent, you know, by seeing more patients on your own or being able to develop certain protocols or policies for the rotation. Um, there's so many ways for you to gain more experience in that setting as well. And that's for the students. So for pharmacists who would like to, you know, switch over to ambulatory care, I think a big factor of it, and as everyone knows, it's it's really about networking and, you know, ha- knowing who you know. So, you know, expand your network and see if there are opportunities and, you know, certain sy- systems where you'll be able to apply and be a part of. But I don't think it's difficult, right, for someone to decide to do something else. I've had you know, friends who were inpatient pharmacists to switch over to ambulatory care. And it's really just about keeping up with information, um, learning, you know, pharmacy is a, <laughs> a lifelong learning field um, and you won't have a problem more or less in changing careers. Awesome. Thanks for, uh, you know, just sharing that advice. And if the students or pharmacists wanted to kind of ask you more questions about maybe your particular career path, um, what what's the best way that they can reach you? Yes, um, they can email me um, if you guys want to email me. And my email is Amanda underscore Tran, T-R-A-N at kgi.edu. And I will try my best to respond as promptly as I can, given that school does start next week. But I will reply within 72 hours. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for that. And um, yeah, I'll be putting that into the show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out. Um, but to be respectful of your time, thank you so much for being on the podcast today to uh, share your journey and uh, provide some advice. Thank you for having me. 